Hello, hello, and welcome to the Sharp Side Podcast. I am your host, Chaz, Pro- Ooh, Chaz Parada, and joining me off of what, a two, two, two and one, one week. One. All right, we got James Bitter and Austin Tark. How we doing, guys? You know what? Good. Austin's a little mad about the Browns, so I'm just going to let him get right into it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we were just discussing. It's a two, two, and one week. It's still, it's not a losing week. We haven't had a losing week in about three or four weeks, but I'm still like, it's a Thursday recording this. I'm still pissed off at the Browns. Like I am now three, three and one of my picks for the year. Uh, James, I believe is four and three and Chaz yep. is five and five and two. I don't think you guys understand is like, we're trying to give our best bet every single week to help the, to the viewer, the listener. We want you guys to make money. But at the same time, this is such a competition between us. I've been called a bum all week because Cody Parkey <laughs> can't hit an extra point. I, I understand. They were down for a lot of that game. They were dominating the first half. They probably shouldn't have covered. Well, guess what? At two points in the first, fourth quarter, they were up. They should have uh, been covering. But Cody Parkey misses that extra point. I wouldn't be as mad if they didn't screw us over in week two as well when they allowed Joe Burrow to backdoor. I'm just saying I should be five and two on the year. We should have 23 and a half points in our super contest, which would have us top 50 for $125,000 prize. We're taking this very serious and the Browns are just not helping my cause. So for that reason, I like the Raiders because I'm going to be pissed about the Browns all for the rest of the year. That's it. That's my event. That's my event. Yeah, I agree. Well, congrats now to I'm five in, and two five and two i'm in first place but i i i've been on a skid with like three pretty bad picks recently and luckily the titans got lucky in ot but like you know it all turns around this week i'm actually very confident about this one james is not agree. little teaser but i hate to be the guy to say it but you totally jinxed yourself last week and that's why you lost <laughs> oh, oh I, I definitely did but yeah, you did you did I'm good and, with it. And these bad I'm confident. What can I say? I'm going to say, I say that shit every week. That's why the dumbass fucking decided to jump over the center because you said that. You had that on his mind. Yeah, I can't believe the Seahawks didn't cover that. I, 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 I did practically tell him to do that. That does make sense. When you and said you're going six and one, that's what he thought. We've had a couple bad beats. The Seahawks were a bad beat. The Browns were a bad beat. And it does all come back around. Like we, we have had our lucky wins. The Titans were the lucky Titans. two weeks ago. Um, so there's gonna be plenty more of those and now we're just we're due for more positive regression we're still in a great spot we're just outside of the top 100 in the super contest rankings so i'm feeling pretty confident with where we are and we're gonna be four and one or five and oh this week let's do it yeah i we're doing well i mean like there's there's what four thousand entries total i'm pretty 6500 6500 wow and we're top we're almost top 100 Pretty good. We're winning. We're doing it. All right, let's get let's get into it. Um, really quick, a little uh, some coronavirus news with Chargers O lineman testing positive, and I want to say that a Giants O lineman. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two straight weeks, the Bucks have been against an O line that I said COVID. Um, that playing into anything this week for you guys? I, is that Chargers line even up right now? I mean, uh, I think uh, it's still three and a half. Yeah. COVID isn't uh, real for the NFL. Uh, everything just keeps every, – every positive test turns into a false positive. So I'm just not going to uh, pay attention to it until we find out real news on a Sunday. They didn't have, a, like, a single positive test, like, three weeks in, and that was wild to me. That was insane. <laughs> Looking back on it, <laughs> it made no sense. They really didn't. Yeah. 
Um, any big news happen? A couple of tra- uh, uh, signings. Uh, the Everson Griffin went to the uh, – where'd he go? <laughs> Lions. Yeah. Lions. Lions. Everson, Lions. Everson Griffin went yeah. to the Lions. And then – Cowboys are, went. Yeah, and Gawkway. That's huge from the uh, – Vikings got rid of him again. Um, so trade deadline's approaching. I think we're going to start seeing some bigger trades happening. Uh, especially teams like the Packers who need a receiver. The Browns are also down a receiver. Uh, big moves could be made, especially for teams that are selling. Gilmore to the Titans is going to happen. It'll be pretty cool watching that defense transform. Um, but that's enough news. Let's get into the games, starting with our first best, best bet, and that is Austin, who loves the Seahawks this week, who are three-point favorites at home with a total sitting at 54. Tell me why you like the Seahawks. I like the Seahawks minus two and a half. And before I get into my pick, I would just like to say, if you guys are enjoying our posts and our podcast, please leave us a review on an uh, Apple review podcast. Uh, give us a review, a rating, uh, tweet us at, at the sharp side pod. We're giving out winning plays here. As we mentioned, we're hitting at a 65% rate and it's, it's definitely profitable. So if we're helping you guys win money, all we appreciate, all we would really appreciate if you guys gave us some sort of review, some sort of feedback, it would go a long ways. But anyway, let's get back. Let's get into our pick. I got Seattle minus two and a half this week. Looking at minus three right now. Um, I just think that's been some real, really crazy line movement. Uh, 49ers are a pretty perplexing team. Just two weeks ago, they were three and a half point underdogs at home against the Rams. And Chaz and James and a lot of people were on the Niners that week, or they were on the Rams that week, thinking that the spread should have been even higher. Um, now, just two weeks later, we're looking at the Niners as just two and a half point underdogs on the road at Seattle. I think this is just too big of an adjustment. Um, They did look good in the last two weeks against the Rams and the Pats. However, a lot of their success was through the run game. Rams and Pats are below average in stopping the run. Seattle, on the other hand, is a top 10 rush defense. 49ers will not be able to have the same success running the ball. And we know how big this is for their offense because the way Shanahan scripts it is the run game fuels their offense and it makes Jimmy G, it opens him up quite a bit. Um, just to add, make it even more difficult for the run game. Snacks Harrison will be be back for the Seattle for his first game this season. Um, he's incredible for rush defense, so um, that'll help. Additionally, Rams and Pats, they also ran at 59% rate on first down and made that a big part of their game plan. 49ers just didn't see a pass attack like, like they're going to see this week with Seattle. And yeah, I know Seattle defense is awful. They're giving up 6.3 yards per play. That is worse than teams like Jacksonville and Atlanta. Uh, they've actually given up more yards than the Cowboys and they've played one less game than them. So I know defense is very bad, but my case is I don't think the Niners can keep up with Seattle. I don't think that their offense is capable of putting up 30 plus like Seattle is. Um, They have a league average ranked offense. The Seattle defense tight ends reasonably well. Debo Samuel is out. Uh, Jeff Wilson, who had a very stellar game last week, hurt his ankle. He'll be out. Most are still out. So there will be on their fourth string running back and Jamichael Hasty. Um, every running back succeeds in this uh, yeah, Niners offense. And that's true. McKinnon too. Um, but true, they're losing offensive weapons and depth. Um, this is back-to-back roadies for San Fran. We just saw this San Fran at New England last week, and this was the exact same spread. I don't know how you can grade Seattle and New England close to the same. Seattle has to be at least two to three points better than New England. Um, I absolutely love this under a field goal, and I'm hoping that Jamal Adams could return uh, to make this even better. Give me, give me the Seahawks minus two and a half, three, love as well. Yeah, uh, I've been going back and forth on this one. Um, 
originally like the Niners, then like the Seahawks, then like the Niners, then the Seahawks, and now I'm leaning Niners now. Um, I understand that they have skill, like skill position talent out, but they've kind of had that all year. And aside from that, I, it was a two game two game stretch, right? It went Eagles and then Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aside from that, I like the offensive production has been horrible for the defenses they've been playing. Um, bear in mind that they have they run the slowest pace in the NFL. Um, I kind of lean an under here. Um, and uh, I lean Niners. I don't like the Niners that much just because I think the number's too short, like you've been saying. I think two and, two and a half under field goal, I'm, I'm like perfectly okay with rolling with the Seahawks. I also like I like it as like a little bounce back spot for them. But um, oh no, nothing too strong for me on this one. James, what do you think? Yeah, I came into this week and I wanted to bet the Niners. I was hoping we'd see a higher number. But as the week's gone on, I've shifted more to the Seattle side. Um, I think Seattle losing that game is a, a big factor here. I think this is kind of a must win. The NFC West is a log jam right now, and this could be a separator going forward. Uh, but my only concern here is will Seattle be really tired after last week? I mean, that's a draining game. You come back, you have a 10-point lead with, what, three minutes left, and you lose in overtime. And the defense on the field all game, really high-tempo game. That's my only concern here, but it's a really good spot for Seattle, and I like it. I, that, that, that's my biggest concern as well. They were on the field for 80 plays last, last week. You could just tell how gassed they were. Um, Collinsworth even mentioned on the broadcast how he was seeing guys with their hands on their hips and hands on their heads that he's never seen this tired before. Um, so it, I'm thankful that they're going back home. It's not a back-to-back roadie for them, um, but it, it is definitely big because their, de- their defense could struggle as, just as much, which the, on the total, the 54 is a big number, and I can see why you would like the under, especially with the Niners playing at a slow pace. Who knows how many points they put up. Um, but it's really tough to take an under with the Seattle defense, um, especially if Seattle's putting up 30-31. I could easily see the Niners right behind him with 24. Um, so it's tough for me. Tough. That, that's a tough total for me. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, no. I, you were making good points about the Seattle rush defense, like kind of countering the Niners uh, – rushing offense and then I, I it, it's well not only that but I think that I like the Niners have, have they've impressed me despite the in, injuries uh against the pass so and I'm not saying that Russell isn't going to go crazy like he always does but I think they could get a couple more stops than the average team does don't you think this just market is just kind of wild I mean it was almost like they were giving up on the Niners when they played the Rams just two weeks ago and just how big of an adjustment this is now um, yeah, I just think I they're, they're really struggling to rate them. And they're, it's only going to get harder to rate the Niners as they have the Seahawks, Packers, Saints, Rams, and Bills ahead in these next five games. I know you're pretty high in the Niners. You think they're going to do well in these games. But if they lose three of those and we're looking at a six and six and six team in week 13, we might be able to get a good number on the Niners, especially as they continue to get healthy. So like part like – my this is kind of like a hot take. I was saying I think they're going to go four and one in those five games. I think they're going to lose the Saints just because it's before the bye and they're it's going to be like the week before um, they get like a bunch of their players back. But if the, but like I could easily see them six and six at that point with like slowly getting their players back, and that will be a fantastic buy spot. And I also think they're going to be um, 
they could be a pretty decent dog in like a round one playoff game. And I think that that's going to be like somewhere to really target them. No, no if one's going to want to face the Niners. Yeah. Oh, hell no. Especially if they're like crawling in as the seven seed or something that, mm-hmm. that, that would suck. Just for the two. I, anyways, is that it, that it for that one? I feel like we hit that one pretty well. I think so. All right. The Indianapolis Colts traveling to Detroit. Colts laying two and a half on the road. Total sitting at 50. And this is my best bet. I love the Colts this week. Indianapolis is off a bye. And uh, Anthony Costanzo, their left tackle, uh, was activated last week. And the Colts expect to get Darius Leonard back. Um, both have practice this week. So I was telling Austin earlier before we started recording that I feel like I've I maybe don't necessarily bet the Lions, but I back them every week and like a pick them or something. And they either barely bring it home through the like the skin of my nuts, or they get blown out, or just manage to blow the lead in the second half. Um, one crazy thing I heard this week was that the Lions haven't fumbled yet, which is wild to me. And that what is, is it, week eight? Yeah, you know, weeks through seven games, they have not fumbled, not lost a fumbled. It's they haven't fumbled at all. So I and I'm not saying that like oh you got to bet the Colts because the Lions are due to fumble. Like that's just kind of stupid. But it does mean that regression is coming at some point. Um, I'm going to look for the Colts to get this done on the road with a healthier roster. I think that Frank Reich will have a good game plan coming out of a bye. Um, I also like Phillip Rivers. And what I expect will have uh, sitting with no fans, right? Didn't look it up. Okay. to find out. Well, it's in, it's a dome with in Michigan, so I'd assume no fans. Um Probably a smart assumption. So, <laughs> so um, I expect him to uh, uh, be able to make clear calls at the line that like necessarily wouldn't get lost in a crowd of 10,000 or so people. Um, and also, I just don't think the Lions have a good enough defense to get a stop. I mean, we saw them hold the Falcons to what, uh, like 22 points last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I, I still think this is, this is roughly the same defense that was giving up point totals in the 30s and 40s early in the season. So best bet Colts for me. And I also like this under. The total's at 50, which um, the Colts run a really slow pace. The Colts and Lions are both uh, bottom 10 in total plays run. And um, I really like this Colts defense, especially with Darius Leonard coming back. And I also think that the Colts are just going to pound the rock which even even the lions i think they run the ball too much even when they're like down to score which i think that's kind of how the game's going to be going the whole time under field goal gave me the colts and the under thank you james i agree with, yeah i agree with the total i think it's gonna be a really slow game and a lot of people might be tempted about this over because matt Stafford and the lions seem like an over team but i just for the side i lean the other way because i don't trust philip rivers he his client his decline has been pretty obvious um, and I like what the Lions have done the last few weeks. They were a little fortunate last week. They should have lost. That was actually a really good spot at the end of that game. But I I like what the Lions are doing right now. They run the ball a little too much, which kind of helps that, that under. If they let Stafford do his thing, I think they'd be a much better team, and we'd see some even higher-scoring Lions games. But I see a slow, grinded-out game. Colts by a touchdown. Um. You mentioned you 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 see Rivers' decline, and it's been obvious. It has against certain opponents. 
Um, the Lions don't fall into that category. Rivers succeeds the most when he has a clean pocket and he's not under pressure. We saw that against the Bengals. The Lions also rank in the bottom half in terms of pressure on the quarterback. So with time in the pocket, Rivers should be uh, should succeed. Um, I, I, I like I looked up some angles. I really like the the Colts for the reason that Stafford has faced the sixth easiest schedule of past defenses. Um, so the Colts are ranked fourth this season. So that'll be a big uh, adjustment for Stafford to face against road favorites off a of bye this season. They're 69% against the spread. Um, I was on the lines at the beginning of this week, um, mainly because honestly, I really liked that Everson Griffin trade. I don't think he'll be available for this game, um, but the lions are in a win now state. Uh, the GM and owner made it pretty clear that, this is a win now year for Patricia. And if you don't win this season, um, you're most likely canned. Um, so I, with making trades like that, it's clear that they are, they're in a win now state. And now that they're winning these close games against the Falcons last week, I mean, if Swift doesn't drop that pass in week one, they're a four and two team. And this might be a different, we might be looking at a different spread here. Um, the, I, I think where the, the Colts can attack the, the lines are, is the run game, as you mentioned, Chaz. Uh, Detroit ranks 23rd in rush defense. My only drawback is since the bye in these last two weeks, the Lions' rush D has looked pretty good. Um, Colts should have Michael Pittman back this week, which I think is a big addition considering T.Y. Hilton just hasn't been the same player. Um, the, uh, the, this Colts offense needs all the playmakers, playmakers that they can get. I think Rivers in a clean pocket um, and hopefully off a of bye, Costanzo get him working in the lineup um, can help this running game because the Colts' running game hasn't been as good as they would expect. I believe they're 20th in the league. Um, which I love 21st in the league, which with John and Jonathan Taylor and this top tier O-line, they should have a lot better rush offense. So I would expect after the bye, they're going to come in a little stronger in that category with Leonard back. I, I like the Colts, especially under a field goal. We're getting them at two and a half. Um, give me the Colts. Those are good handicaps. You're kind of talking me into it. Also, Chaz was right. There are no fans. Yeah. Hell yeah. Right. yeah River's going to do whatever he wants at the line of scrimmage. Um, do they do they pump in noise? I, some like some stadiums are doing that. I think there's like a certain decibel that they're allowed to pump in, um, but I'm sure really it doesn't am. it doesn't affect the on field too much. As far as I know, I can I like if I can hear the quarterbacks way better than normal on the TV broadcast, I'm confident it's way easier for them. Yeah. So okay. and especially for like a veteran quarterback like that, I think that's been a huge advantage this year. Like I think that's why we and I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers is just like benefiting solely from this but like i think that's one of like the like big reasons why he has had so much success same with like mahomes when he played the ravens mm -hmm. the, in a playoff game that's not gonna be the same thing because i'd imagine they have fans there so i i do think it, it's and i kind of wish i was looking at this more earlier but did you hear that the, I the super bowl the super bowl is gonna have 20 percent fan capacity nice yeah, so uh, when we win, uh, when we win our super contest, let's go to the Super Bowl. I'm down. Sweet. Not opposed. <laughs> right, there we go. Where is it? Is Tampa it Bay. Tampa? Okay. Oof. My, my, I, a couple other places I'd rather go than Tampa Bay. Anyways, let's let's move on. Um, James Bitter, you, my friend, are all over the Rams this week, and they are traveling to Miami, where they're laying three and a half on the road. And the total seen at 46. Uh, why are you fading to a time this week? I'm fading them because I'm impressed by the Rams. 
I know, like, I really like this team heading into Sunday or Monday, actually. And then it kind of verified my beliefs. But it's also because I don't want to back a rookie quarterback in his first start, even off a bye. And McVay has some incredible trends going for him on the road since he's taken over as the Rams head coach. Uh, so the Rams are 16-5 and five against the spread on the road as a favorite under McVay. With, with a rest disadvantage, like when a team's coming off a bye, they're still 3-1 and one against the spread. Uh, non-conference, they're 10-4 and four against the spread. And on the road, he's 20-9 and nine against the spread. All pretty incredible. I went back and looked. These, those trends are actually even stronger if you take out 2019 and just look at 2017 and 2018, which I think this Rams team is closer to those teams than last year's. Um, and then Miami has kind of middle-of-the-pack defense. Uh, I, I think the Rams will be able to run the ball and kind of do what they want, set up that play action. The weather isn't supposed to be too bad either, a little humid. But based on what we've been experiencing in Southern California, I don't think it's going to be a drastic change. It's not like a Midwest team where it's in the 30s right now going to Miami. So that doesn't really scare me off here. And I just – I think Aaron Donald and company will be able to get a lot of pressure on Tua. And who knows if he's still even able to move like he could in college. So with all the unknowns, it makes me like the Rams here and uh, – the experienced head coach. I like it. I'm also on the Rams this week. Um, really from a, a stats perspective, I really like them. You mentioned how you think they would have success in the run game. Um, so Miami's biggest strength is pass defense, but they rank dead last in rush defense efficiency. And this works well into the Rams hands that they're number one in rush offense efficiency. So we know McVay is um, able to use these running backs in exotic formations and exotic plays. We saw it last week against the bears. Um, so I, th- I think that's they'll have a huge advantage there. Uh, the Rams have they've the, we mentioned that I mentioned the Dolphins have a good pass defense. The Rams have already faced two top five pass defenses already with Washington and Chicago. Um, so it's not like it's going to be a huge change for them. Um, I'm I'm really scared of the spot though. It's just it's not the best spot for the Rams coming off a short week. I, we've mentioned it every single week now. They have just the worst schedule ever. Uh, they just have been traveling cross country west to east coast seems like the entire season and they fared well so far but eventually all the the, the travel has to catch up to them um, and I would argue that the short week matters even more this week um, considering you have no game film for Tua um, I don't know how they're going to prepare for Tua are they going to watch Alabama film um, so that scares me a little bit. My biggest angle is I like the Rams second half and I'd argue I like the Dolphins first half as well. Um, Rams have shown against the Bills, Eagles and 49ers that they're drastically better in the second half as they've started much. They started very slow in the first half and usually are losing bad at halftime. And they're coming off two primetime games, cross country travel and playing against a QB they haven't seen. They could easily come out flat. I expect the Dolphins to have a very crisp, crisp start to their game as um, coming off a of bye, you would expect everything has been um, gone over. They're gonna they're gonna have a perfectly schemed up plays for the first fifteen plays or so. Um, so I, I, I like Dolphins first half, and but I mainly like Rams second half. Um, I think that could be a really good live betting opportunity. Um, overall, through the matchup advantages, I like the Rams three and a half. Um, the unknowns of Tua scare me a little bit, um, but I think I think this is still a pretty good number. Yeah, I just want to add on to what you said. Going into the last game, the Rams played on Monday. They had allowed one touchdown in the second half all year, and that was the last play of the Bills game. They allowed one on Monday, but it was like a, a fumble by the offense that was returned for a touchdown by the Bears, so I'm not sure if that counts. Yeah, but that's great. also the first half, too, the Rams could sleepwalk through the first half and then kind of flip the switch at half, so I like it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I lean the Dolphins. Um, I this was a really tough week for me where like a bunch of oh, it was just so hard to like find five games I liked. But I lean Dolphins was almost like not that that's saying much, I guess. Um, so all season long, um, Fitzmagic has been saying what a great understudy Tua has been. Uh, he's like, you know, like he's asking all the right questions. He's so attentive. He's always got like some note after a drive. And I mean, this is coming from a guy who's tutored. I feel like every single young quarterback there is at this point. Um, I mean, he's just bounced around and he's done it all. So I feel like it's really high praise. Um, and now after a bye with who I, I think um, Brian Flores is a super good coach. I think this is a really good spot for Tua to come in. The reason why this isn't a like is that I, I just think that Aaron Donald versus this bad offensive line is a huge advantage for the Rams. Um, also, uh, the, I think the Rams secondary has been pretty solid this year. Um, however, I do like this over. I think 46 is too low. There is going to be a little bit weather. Um, scattered thunderstorms are in the forecast, but I think the Dolphins might have a little bit of an overrated defense. And I think the Rams are going to be able to run the ball pretty well. And I think the Dolphins are going to score. So give me over 46. It is a good number. What do you guys think of putting in Tua right now? I mean, I for one like it just because you know Fitzpatrick's not the QB of your future. Even if you do make the playoffs this year, starting Fitz all 17 games, it really doesn't prove anything for you next year because you need Tua still. Um, And they have such an easy schedule ahead that I think it's a good time for it. But I know there's been a lot of gripes about making this adjustment at this point in the season. So I think it's great. It reminds – it kind of reminds me of – what happened with Mahomes, except they sat him for the whole year. But like, I feel like, cause the dolphins, I feel like they have a, like a really good team growing. And I, I just called their defense a little overrated, but their defense has impressed me some. And I think that the, the weapons that the dolphins have are super good. I mean, Devonte Parker, Gasicki, like they have a good running back now, a couple other good receivers. Um, I think two is going to step into a pretty good um, situation. And, which is why, like, with this buy coming and after the Rams, their schedule does get a little bit easier. Um, I think it's a pretty good call. Yeah, like, the spot makes sense for me as well. Uh, it's just – Fitzpatrick was playing so well, and I think the team really likes him. And that's, like, another unknown about this game. How's the team going to respond behind a new quarterback when Fitzmagic was for sure the leader in that locker room and he played pretty well to have him at 500 at this point and kind of in contention. But the move makes sense to me after a buy. He's been sitting for six weeks. He's probably fully healthy now. Actually, he's def- he definitely is if they're letting him play, but it makes sense to me. And, and they said he's looked fabulous in practice. Um, so it's, it definitely seems like the time. Uh, by the way, Devontae Parker is uh, limited this week practice-wise. He hurt his groin. Um, I heard some bad news. In, uh, I saw a tweet that he has a chance of not playing. Um, so that's, that's pretty big this week. Yeah, it is. Go. He's, he's a big player. All right, uh, so that's a little recap for the best bets. Austin is on the Seahawks minus two and a half. I'm on the Colts minus two and a half, and James is on the Rams minus three and a half. A lot of chalky plays. I love it. Um, that Colts two and a half is getting juicy, too. Close to getting to three. Yep. It's three on Bovada. Uh, I think Seahawks is at three, two now. Yeah, it yes, is. Yes, it is. B- both of them are. Nice. Um, 
All right. So moving on to the next game on the board is the Minnesota Vikings traveling to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Packers are lane seven. Total is seen at 51. Austin, is there weather in this game? Uh, crazy weather. We've got 26 mile per hour winds. It's going to be 30 degrees. Uh, definitely not ideal football weather. Definitely not ideal for the Aaron Rodgers pass game. I would agree. Um, I'll start. I'll be quick. I uh, lean Vikings. I mean, at one point, I thought this is the, just a Packers blowout. Another point, I thought, well, Dalvin Cook could just dominate. Um, that being said, if I had to choose, I'd lean Vikings. I think Packers defense is a bit overrated. That being said, I think the Vikings score a bunch in garbage time and if the number is just enough to um, allow a backdoor cover and also lean the over, despite the weather. I'm seeing six and a half on my bookie. If we got seven and a half, I would love Minnesota. I wouldn't say yeah. love, but I, I, I would like Minnesota a whole lot more. Um, I mean, what's crazy is week one, Packers were your best bet against the Vikings. The Vikings were favorites in that game. I mean, it's just kind of crazy yeah. how, how things have turned in eight weeks um, and how incredible how incredibly bad the Vikings have been since then. Um, but I, my biggest angle here is the weather. That 25-mile-per-hour winds is really going to put uh, stop the, uh, the pass game for the Packers. Um, I think Dalvin Cook should be able to have a very good game against Green Bay's 22, um, 22nd-ranked rush defense. Um, my fear with it is – my fear with the Vikings is I feel like the Vikings could be starting to quit on the season, especially with trading way in Gawkwe. Um, he had, he put, he was incredible, putting incredible pressure on quarterbacks. He accounted for five of the 13 sacks that the Vikings had. Um, so that is, that's pretty big, especially in a week where you need to put pressure on Rogers. Um, the Packers also have a look ahead next week. They're playing the Niners on Thursday night football, which is a rematch of the NFC championship. You would think that they could come in this game a little bit flat being in that they, pretty much rolled over the Vikings in week one. They put up, I think, 45 points. The game was over by halftime. Um, so possibly we could get a flat spot. We get in, uh, pretty bad weather. Maybe we can get Minnesota to cover the points. So I, I like Minnesota with this many points. Um, and if I think if Aaron Jones is out too, that's pretty big, um, especially with this weather. That's going to be a big, big way for the Packers to move the football. Yeah, I also lean. I'd lean – but don't like the Vikings at seven, seven and a half. I think I might bet it, but I'm afraid to get burned, especially what I saw before the buy when they're my best bet against the Falcons and just got absolutely stomped at home. So I'm, I'm hesitant to back the Vikings right now. So this is probably nothing for me. All right, moving on. Patriots traveling to Buffalo for a uh, Buffalo, excuse me, for a divisional game. Uh, Bills laying three and a half at home. Total seen at 41 and a half. Uh, so last week, the Bills played the Jets in what was probably the toilet bowl of the week. Um, Bills left a bunch of points on the board. I think they missed two field goals and they like kicked short field goals too. Probably, I'd imagine they just wanted to put the game away. Just that their defense was controlling the second half. So they just didn't play it, play it risky. Um, the Patriots scare me here, frankly, because I think that – sorry, I like the Bills in this game, but the Patriots scare me because I think that the overall view of their team has fallen so much that I think that there might be a little value on the Patriots. 
that being said, the Patriots, the Patriots offense has looked awful lately. Um, and I, the Bills defense has not been as good and it certainly uh, is not as good as it was last year, but I don't think the Patriots offense is good enough to take advantage. The, the names here, I'm going to give you guys the names of the three active receivers on the Patriots roster this week. Demir Bird, Gunnar Olszewski, and Jacoby Myers. I Not great. I'll give it. No. And Edelman is out. And, yeah, I like – Cam Newton looks horrible. His mechanics are horrendous. Um, I, it, like he's like short-arming the ball. It's like a worse version of Philip Rivers is what it looks like. And he's not even moving well either. Um, I don't know. I think that Buffalo could move the ball potentially too. Do you know that Buffalo has a third-ranked passing offense? That kind of really? shocked me a little bit. Yeah. Really? Especially um, after the last two, last two weeks. So Three weeks. Here's my handicap. First, let me give a weather report. I believe it's bad weather. Uh, we're a lot of wind. At, yeah, 20-mile-per-hour winds. That's pretty big. And rainy. Um, so in that type of game – the run game matters, means everything. And that's why I don't care about the three receivers for New England because I think New England's going to run the ball 40 times this week. Um, their O-line's getting healthier, um, and the Bills have ranked 26 in rush defense. We saw it against the Chiefs. that Teams can run all over them. Pats have the seventh-rated run game. Um, so I think this is the really their only way is to control clock um, and beat them through the ground game. Really, I'm on the Pats just because – my gut and my gut tells me that in this spot where a must win game, you're going to get a max effort and a max motivation game from Belichick and McDaniels. Um, If they lose this game, they're essentially eliminated from playoff contention and it's time to just start tanking. They'll probably get rid of Gilmore at the end, at the end of Sunday. Um, And last week we really did like we've heard, I James mentioned to me before that, Last week was the week where that was the must-win game. But they came out with such a bad game plan. The second the game started, that game was over. They really didn't show any wrinkles, any McDaniels wrinkles, where he usually has some exotic plays to get the offense going. They kind of threw in the towel pretty early. I would expect the whole kitchen to, kitchen sink is going to be thrown out at the Bills this week. They've owned the Bills in all the previous years. They know how to game plan against them. I like in a cold, windy, ugly game – I like this Pats team and I like this Pats uh, ability to run the football. Um, a trend applying to the Patriots here are division road underdogs on a losing streak are covering at 63% against the spread the last 10 years. I'm just not impressed with the bills enough. In these last three weeks, the blowout against the Titans getting completely outplayed against the chiefs and then not scoring a single touchdown of to the jets. I just can't go, go and lay the lay the points against the Pats. Because I, I do, I want to believe that the Pats are over. This is the, this is done. The it's time to just start tanking. But I can't do it. I think, I think we're going to get a max effort game from the Pats. They play the Jets next week, and then all of a sudden they're four and four, and Belichick's still on, still doing this business. So give me the Pats. I'll take the green button here, and I'll bet Austin on this one. I like the Bills. The Patriots are the last three games have put up twelve points, ten points, and six points. 28 points in three games. That's nine points per game. I don't think that gets it done here. Buffalo is a pretty good defense. Yes, they've been tough. Like, they haven't been great against the run, but I don't – if New England's not running the ball, how are they moving the ball in the air with those weapons? There are no weapons. And I guess Belichick has also had uh, Josh Allen's number. He's, they've played uh, Buffalo pretty well the last few years, but I think this is a different team. And, yes, I don't want to fade Belichick because 
you know he has it in him to coach the game of his life here, but I just don't see what this Patriots team this year. And I, I thought last week was the week they had bounced back. Maybe I'll be wrong this week when I'm fading them, but I just don't think this Patriots team has it. I hate it. I hate that you, you're challenging me to a bet because we need a bet. Uh, just to remind the audience, I'm undefeated on my bets this year because I took the fucking Jets. Let's go. I took the Jets last week and won. Um, that's a sidetrack. Um, yeah. Pat's put up 12 points against the Broncos, six against the Niners. But at the same time, Niners rank six in rush defense and Denver ranks eighth. So this is where a big – Can you tell me where the Chiefs rank? Because I saw 31st. We're, we're ignoring that. That, that wasn't oh, okay. because that didn't, Brian, fit, that didn't fit your data. Uh, Brian Hoyer was the quarterback of that game, so it was a totally different game. And Damian Harris Actually, still, still rushed Did you watch the game yards. last week? Cam I, Newton. He might be better than Cam Newton. I, I know Cam Newton had arm did not look good. The arm did not look good, but I'm still going to have faith in this Pats team. I'm still having faith in Cam too. I just bought a t-shirt by Cam Newton. Um, so I, and he's on my fantasy team. So I really need Cam to step it up. Um, I'm okay with the bet. Honestly, you guys didn't like what I said before the show, but I love the alternate spread of bills. Oh, no, minus, I like that. Okay. I like, I like bills minus 10. No, I, I didn't um, say I didn't like it. It's just like, I saw this game can play out a lot of different ways. Not just any two. alternate spreads bills minus 10 or 10 plus, because I just, the, the Pats could easily make this come out with their full effort and win this game, keep the game close, or it officially is over in the Pats. This Pats season is done and they're going to get completely blown out. So I love any spreads minus 10 minus 17. Um, but I'm going to say that the Pats come out with full energy and they're going to win this game. So uh, a couple more things here. Uh, one, and this is just before I forget, um, I like Cole Beasley receiving props because that dude get uh, gets like, it's I, it seems like he gets at least like eight targets, eight to like 12 targets every single game. So if you can find uh, like a six and a half, which is what I would assume, at least six, if you're in like the prop builder thing, I think that's a pretty good bet. Secondly, we saw Stidham come in when Cam got benched. If they're splitting pra- uh, first team practice reps w- with between the two of them, I I don't really like that. I think that goes like that would hurt the Patriots more. Um, Did they say they were doing that? I I don't know, but per, like I would imagine that is what might happen. I mean, why else would you bench Cam Newton? I mean, well, yeah, just because he was out. playing, he was playing that bad. I mean, it was just well, not and the game is over. Yeah, I, I don't That's think true. they're they're quite going that far. I think after this week, if you get blown out, Cam's probably done for the year. Um, maybe, maybe. Either way, I think Cam. they both. I think they both suck. So, and All I. Three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Julie Nettleman's a better quarterback than the three of them. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't just know. Add, I just. I, I think that's something, something to watch. Oh, yeah, go add, ahead. Add something to your Cole Beasley prop. Uh, John Brown will be back this week. He bit, he practiced in full. Um, so Ooh, that. Okay that does add a weapon to that offense. Yeah. But at the same time, in a cold, rainy, windy game, um, Beasley's great for those underneath underneath routes. Um, so I still don't hate that, and I bet you could even get a better number than six. With Brown. Um, here, here's a tweet I just saw. Uh, Cam Newton called Sunday's game in Buffalo a must-win and added that he's learned that losing is not accept- acceptable in this locker room, in this county, in this state, in this area, in this region. Cameron Newton, you need to pick your expletive up. So, Cam's going to be locked locked in, but Bills so, by fourteen. So that's by fifty. Let's go. That's pass. how it's going to go. All right, moving on. We spent too much time on that game. Um, Tennessee Titans traveling to Cincy to take on the Bengals. 
who are getting five and a half points at home, and the total is sitting at 54. Uh, do either of you guys have a strong opinion on this? No, I might bet the over. That's the only thing I kind of can think about here. You I kind of lean to the Bengals. I don't have much of a handicap here. It's just Tennessee's look really good on offense, and the Bengals haven't been able to stop anyone, especially not the run. I mean, we've seen what the Browns have done to them both times, just shredding them on the ground. And Tennessee probably has a better running attack. And then the Titans' defense also has not impressed at all, and I think Joe Burrow will, will just be able to throw the ball around the yard all day. And I like since he's an over team because all they do is pass the ball. Joe Burrow, I can't remember off the top of my head how many passes he had last game. But going back earlier in the season, 60 attempts in the NFL is absurd. That stops the clock every incompletion, more opportunities to score, even if Tennessee's melting the clock. Cincinnati will, and I think Cincinnati will be trailing for a good portion too. So I think they can backdoor this and just keep it, keep it in the fight, keep scoring, keep scoring touchdowns. 53 and a half is a nice number too. My, the yeah. one drawback to that is fit, there's going to be 15 mile per hour wins. Um, we, I, I should have mentioned earlier, but as these games go on, anything over 15 miles per hour is significant to a total. Um, that's when it really starts having an impact on the game. I see the, I see the handicap in both sides here. I'm just, I'm still not completely bought into the Titans, which could be dumb because they could be a top team in the league, but I'm still, I just haven't bought into them yet. They win the turnover battle by three last week and they lose the game. Teams who do that cover 90% of the time. Um, the Bills win does look impressive, but if you overlook that game, just because it was a strange scheduling spot, the Bills had cluster injuries, um, then the Titans' best win is the Texans, and they should have lost that game. So they really, I mean, this is a bad team, and they beat up on bad teams. Um, so I, and especially with the Bengals very injured, uh, they have three offensive linemen hurt, which uh, which for the Titans, they don't put much pressure on the quarterback. So that this could play right into the Titans' hands. Um, Titans' pass defense is also pretty bad, but Adoree Jackson could, uh, should be back this week, so that also plays into the Titans' hands. I, as James mentioned, I like the Bengals' ability to just keep chucking the ball. Um, so if I had to pick anything, I'm taking the, um, I'm taking the over, but I kind of lean the Bengals um, just because they, they keep every game competitive. They could have beat the Colts, definitely could have beat the Browns last week, and against a 19th-rated Tennessee pass defense, I expect them to have some some success. Oh, and one more thing. This is the first Titans road game since September. I found that kind of mad. Uh, they go a whole month without having a single road game. Yeah, that's insane. Um, uh, the locker room issues seem – I feel like they're going to get better now that Dun- Dunlap's gone. He was certainly the most vocal. So now tweets like that he was going to – sell his house as soon as possible or something um i agree that i think the overs in play i I just the titans will i just think they're going to be able to move the ball at will um and i think there's someone did someone say that uh talk about the 3-0 line injuries for the Bengals. yep Yep, um i hope the Bengals win for survivor purposes but i got no dog in this fight uh one thing i tweeted i tweeted uh earlier that interesting trend here is that any team that's coming off a game against the Steelers who are a very physical team. We saw that last week with, I don't know if you guys saw that highlight where I believe it's their safety. might've been their linebacker, just smashing Derrick Henry on the goal line. Um, yeah, it was a car like, accident. They play some very physical football and teams coming off a game against the Steelers are zero and five against the spread in the first half. So clearly there's some lingering effects of facing a much more physical team uh, possibly could come out a little flat as, Traveling here to Cincinnati. 
I don't mind that angle. Yeah. Okay. Time to move on to the Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns and the Browns are laying two and a half. The total is at 51. The total has dropped, I think five points, four and a half points, which the weather has definitely dropped this total. I, I think 30 mile an hour winds is what I've been seeing. Yeah. 25, 25 still big. Um, now call me crazy, but I do lean to the over despite this. I, both these teams can run the football and I think both of these defenses are pretty horrible. That being said, I like the Raiders. I'm fading Baker Mayfield after he had his best game as a professional. Derek Carr has looked fantastic all year long. And while I think Baker's going to have clean pockets for the most part, anytime uh, if the Raiders can cook up any kind of pressure, I think they're going to be in a great spot. And I think Raiders uh, as a dog here, uh, just uh, taking Raiders on the bunny line is a good spot, uh, is a good bet here. Finally, I was looking at the Browns injury report, and it seemed like every important player outside of Baker Mayfield, whether it was offense or defense, had some kind of designation. Uh, Miles Garrett was on there. Odell is out for the year. Jarvis Landry was on there. Kareem Hunt was on there. Um, the guard, what's his name? Teller? Teller, he's still he's on out, there. But yep, Hooper, um, Hooper's most likely out. Hooper, yep. So, Browns banged up. Raiders are getting. I mean, they're they're be getting, healthier. They're, they're O line than be last back. week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. they lose Trent Brown last week. They should be back. Although Which, I'm not the Raiders exactly were moving sure. the ball on a very good defense last week, and that really impressed me, despite the 25 point loss. Agreed. But like the Raiders, I'm with you. I, I really like the Raiders too. Maybe it's just because I'm pissed off from last week, but I think the Browns are frauds. Um, they have 1.6 more wins uh, than expected. Their biggest win is against the Colts this year, which was a game uh, that – Rivers threw like three picks. Yeah, I mean, Rivers threw three picks. Uh, it, the Colts were also – the Costanzo and Darius Leonard, that was their first game that they were hurt. It was a good spot for the Browns. Um, they've had the 30th easiest schedule while Vegas ranks as uh, the fourth, fourth hardest. Um, this is a great bounce back and low by low spot for the Raiders offense after facing the best defense in the league, um, which Chaz is right. They still perform pretty well. Um, the biggest matchup edge I see is that the Raiders have the sixth ranked past offense against the Cleveland's 25th ranked defense. Um, so with this Raiders O-line healthy, um, these weapons, I, I mean, I really don't see any weapons hurt besides Brian Edwards. Um, Jacobs was limited, but I assume he's going to play. Um, these wins are really the only thing scaring me off the over. Cause I'm with Chaz. I just, I actually, I bet the under, I bet the under at 55, I believe. Um, but now we're looking at 51. I feel like it's dropped too much. I mean, these, it's these, pretty solid deep, middle. these, yeah, it is, but these defense suck. Like these offenses should be able to move the ball pretty well. Um, Baker looked good last week without OBJ in. Um, it seemed he was forcing a lot of stuff underneath more, which I believe he had like 18 straight, uh, completed passes in a row which in a game with 25 uh, mile per hour wins going underneath is uh, definitely an advantage um i I'm, I, I definitely like the raiders here um my an, a big a fear of mine is gruden traveling east i don't have the against the spread record on me right here um but it's not good he's all always struggles when he has to go east um but i think the raiders are a better football team and i think we're going to see the browns start to accumulate some losses coming up I wouldn't mind the Raiders as our uh, fifth play. I came into the week kind of leaning towards the Browns, but like the more I think about it, 
we're getting a lot of value here in the Raiders losing that game by 25 because they had a chance. They were down, they were down three going into the fourth quarter, right? And then mm-hmm. they Derek Carr threw a pick and then they had a turnover on downs on their own side and got kind of ugly at the end. So I think we're getting some value there. And I think these are pretty similar teams. The Browns will have, I think, 12,000 there. So there's a little bit of a home field. But I do kind of lean with the Raiders with you guys. Yeah, I just switched out the Vikings plus seven for Raiders plus two and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm more com- comfortable with this one. Yeah, I think there's like less variance for the Raiders in this game, whereas I could see the Vikings just getting the absolute shit kicked out of them. Yeah. To talk um, more, just I'm, I'm still in Gruden. I'm still, uh, I, I don't like his travel edge. He made a mistake last week that was so poor. Um, so Tampa, when you're playing Tampa Bay, you know how much, how big, how superior of a team they are, and that you have to make certain plays in order to win the game. With 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter, 12, 12 minutes actually, they're down seven points, and they have a fourth and one from the Tampa 17, and they kick a field goal. You just can't do that. You can't make those kind of decisions where it still keeps it where you need a touchdown to come back into this game. And then from that point on, Tampa scores a, a touchdown, and it's pretty much out of reach just because catching 11 from there is so difficult. Uh, Gruden has to make better decisions like that on the fourth and one when you're playing a good team like Tampa. It could hold, it could definitely hold you back in a, in a game like this where it's a very close spread. Um, that being said, give me, give me, give me Vegas. I'll ignore my fear for Gruden. Did Jefferson right. play? Wait. I think he had a bad game. Yeah, 17 yards. That's a good bounce back spot here. Um, we could, it's, I just want to. They also I, I, were, ne- were never really in. Like they had a lead for a little bit in the first half, but they were never in like the situation to yeah. like it's like pound. really like establish the run and pound the rock. It could be a good bounce back spot. Uh, betting props though, I mean Cleveland ranks also, 19th in rush D. His his O line uh, didn't practice the whole week, so I think that True. might be might have been part of it. Good point. Ooh, I'm excited oh, to talk about this one. God. The New York football Jets traveling to Kansas City, where the Chiefs are laying just under 20 at 19 and a half. The total is seen at 49. I'm going to start. I like the Chiefs. This is the chalkiest pick I'll ever make on this podcast. But I'm just going to fade the Jets after they covered last week. Um, also, and this has been pissing me off. I keep hearing the narrative that the Chiefs are just sleepwalking and that they don't care about essentially like any game that they play aside from the Ravens. I think that is the the most like bullshit argument ever. It's it's being used by, and I mean I I'll admit these people are often they're much smarter than me, but it's like being used by these people to justify like the big edge in their models, and that's just because that like the Jets are like are just really bad and they can't adjust. I feel like they can't adjust mathematically for that. Um, at the end of the day, the Chiefs have the most explosive offense in football. I think they're going to score 50 points in this game. Um, I think the Chiefs defense is underrated. I, the Chiefs are going to win huge here and they're going to head into the bye with confidence. The Jets cannot move the ball. They just played a, uh, a defense I think is overrated um, in the and uh, Bills and they did not score a single point in the second half. So give me the Chiefs here. I can't ever say no to backing the Chiefs against the Jets. Uh, the biggest fear is just the back door. But at the same time, this Jets offense just looked so bad last week that how can we expect them to even score a touchdown and to backdoor this? 
Um, I mean, I liked, I, I was on the jets last week cause I liked that they're getting some weapons back. Um, but it didn't seem to matter. Uh, Crowder didn't end up playing, but Darnold sure didn't look good after the first quarter. They really, I, I saw a stat for how many yards they gained, but it was like under 25 yards of the game in the second half. They really just weren't gaining anything. Um, my, my big angle here is this is the Le'Veon Bell revenge game. Um, I love Le'Veon <laughs> Bell. Le'Veon Bell first touchdown props. Le'Veon Bell touchdown. I mean, they're going to feed him, and he I throw a good amount of money on him to score a touchdown. I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, what it plus, Probably plus 150, uh, maybe even less. Um, but they're going to make sure that Le'Veon finds the end zone against, the, against his former team. So give me the Chiefs. I'm undefeated picking against the Jets this week, 7-0, so let's make it 8-0. Go Chiefs. One more thing I'd like to add, sorry, before you go into this one, is that um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Whatever. Um, whatever. Go, <laughs> go ahead, James. <laughs> I don't have anything to add here. I, I also don't mind this is a super contest play, which I think it is right now. Uh, it's not right now. But uh, I can add it. Well, it's it's gonna be this or the Saints. Uh, I like the Saints more. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I, I have nothing here. I don't want to oh, see this game. I remember what I was gonna say. Um, I think you were saying that this is right for a Jets backdoor. I think this is gonna this could potentially be a Chiefs backdoor where front door. Sure, yeah, front door where. Darnold drops back. Chris Jones co- comes in around the corner, smacks it out of his hand, and then the Chiefs walk in with like a, a either like a pick six or a fumble, t- a fumble recovery touchdown with like a minute left. All right, I Hot found take. the I found Calling the stats. It now. I found the stats for the Jets. You guys want to hear their second half stats last week? I would love to. Okay, four yards, four <laughs> yards, four yards, and one interception. They had four <laughs> yards of offense in the second half last week. That is on penalties. That I don't have. I just can't. I can't believe that. that That's is, insane. And they covered. They covered. Yeah, give me the Bills. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> that's incredible. Let's go. That's all right. That's insane. <laughs> it's like the worst football team ever. That's <laughs> why they're nineteen and a half point underdogs. This is a complete one eighty. Um, Oh, man, this is a big one. This is the game I'm looking forward to the most. The Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Um, Another divisional game. Game of the year. Ravens Lane. I think it's game of the year, right? No. No. Come on. This is for battle of the first place in the AFC. Well, I mean, they'll they'll play again later in the year. I'll wait. I'll wait to make make that. Um, Let me let me finish setting up the game, guys. Um, Ravens Lane three and a half total soon at forty six and a half. Um, you two had different opinions on this, James. We can start with you. Go for it. Yeah, it's it's about what I saw from the Ravens before the bye. It looked like they were kind of rounding into form on offense, and we talked for a few weeks on the pod about Lamar Jackson's knee and how he actually wasn't running the ball. Well, against Philly, he had over 100 rush yards, and it looked like he was kind of getting back to his old form. And for me, it's about the spot as well. Pittsburgh comes off a really big game at Tennessee, uh, one which they probably should have won more handily, but it came down to the very end and missed field goal. Meanwhile, Baltimore is on their bye week. They got a little healthier. 
Uh, I'm hearing is that Marlon Marlon Humphreys hurt right now? He'll play. He'll play. He's sick. He'll play. He's okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's good to hear because I, I like the Ravens here. Um, but I really like the spot off the bye. John Harbaugh with a bye. Uh, he's nine and five against the spread. It's hard to really find a trend here where neither the Steelers or the Ravens is in the green because both have been so well coached and had so much uh, success in the last 10, 12 years under Harbaugh and Tomlin. So I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the Ravens win by a touchdown. I came in wanting the Ravens mainly for my gut off a bye. I really, I, I expected their offense. They're going to start clicking, but then you dive into the stats and you realize that this game is so much closer than a three and a half point spread that there's really nothing separating these teams besides the fact that the Ravens are off a bye and Harbaugh 65% against the spread off a bye. But stats wise, they're just so equal. They rank second and third in DVOA. They're equal in defensive rankings and Steelers rank 10th in offense and Ravens rank 16th. Um, I worry about the, if for Ravens backers, I worry about their pass offense. It ranks 25th in the league. They even have less passing yards than the Jets. If their run game doesn't get going against the number one rush defense, the Ravens are really going to struggle to score. Um, Lamar last year played the Ravens uh, or played the Steelers in their one one appearance, and he threw three picks and only 150 yards. Um, they just the Ravens rely heavily on this run game, and they're going to need to get it going. But this is such a big step up in rush D competition. Uh, the most difficult run D they faced so far this season is Washington, who ranked 13th. And if you take away that Lamar breakaway TD, in total, they had less than 100 yards rushing. Ravens this season have their best win against the Browns, who are suspect. And other than that, their combined record of their four wins is 6-20-1. Um, my biggest th- concern for the Steelers is just um, their pasty, but I don't think that the Ravens can take advantage of it, uh, like, it like, they, like this. Um, I, I, I bet the over earlier in the week. Um, but now I'm kind of leaning more to the under. Uh, what is our weather? Thir- we're going to 13, 13 mile per hour winds, which is we'll see what, what that is on game day. Um, but this is also the best defense that the Steelers are going to face all year. Um, they faced the 20th rated pasties so far this season, and the Ravens rank number three. Um, so that definitely plays into an under. Um, if, if you like the Ravens, you're basically saying that they're that bye week fixed their offense. It fixed their pass game because there's no way that their run game is going to be able to succeed against the Steelers like they need it to, especially because the Steelers have played tough competition, uh, tough backs already. I mean, they pretty much shut down Henry until the fourth quarter as the offense just kept, they kept the defense on the field the whole game, a whole second half. So Henry eventually started to get it going. Um, I like the Steelers at plus three and a half. I'm, I am worrisome to bet it just because my gut tells me that the Ravens are going to bounce back. And this is still the same team in the preseason rankings that we thought were the best team in the league. But from a pure side and stats perspective, I think the Steelers are just as good, if not better. So give me the Steelers in the game of the year. Are we betting this one? We can't bet two. I'd rather bet Why this not? one. Than, I'd rather bet this one than Bill's Pats. That's no, so I'd rather, I mean, I don't see any rules against betting two. Fuck it. I'm undefeated. Give me them both. <laughs> uh, I like the over. I, I see the Steelers off a physical game, the Ravens off a bye. So where I think the Steelers may have a um, a defensive advantage, I think that the Ravens are going to be a little bit more fresh and they'll be able to move the ball uh, easier. Uh, that being said, I lean the Ravens. I, I've been going back and forth all week. It's a common theme this week for me. But um, 
I think that the public view of the Ravens has fallen too much, especially after they got soundly beaten by the Chiefs. And while I think the matchup matchups favor the Steelers, um, I think there are a few that the Ravens can take advantage of. So Devin Bush is hurt. Um, he's out for the year. And I don't think – like, I don't necessarily think he was not playing that well this year. Um, that being said, I think he would have been big in this matchup because he's super fast. And having that speed to spy Lamar Jackson would have been big. Now that he's not there, I think they're going to have a little bit more uh, difficult of a time. And um, so I think Lamar, if with a week off to uh, rest, uh, to rest, and this is the same thing for Ronnie Stanley too, who's been banged up. I think that bye was a great timing for them. They're going to be uh, healthy, and I think they're going to be able to move the ball. I also really like how the Steelers' offense is looking, um, and the Ravens' corners play. They it's like a risky style of defense where. It's a lot of blitzing, and so they try and jump passes. That either results in turnovers and potentially short fields or um, big plays for the Steelers. So at 46.5, I think this total is far too low for two offenses I like in this game. I just I, You kept mentioning that the Ravens are going to be able to move the ball. I just don't think they're going to. I mean, they rank 21st in pass offense. Lamar has not – he has definitely taken a step back this season. So – if you're saying that they're going to be able to move the ball, you're saying that Lamar is going to be able to throw the football because I don't see their rush offense being able to succeed as much against the Steelers defense. I agree. 46 and a half does seem like a very low total, but I'm just, I've been, as the week goes on, I'm expecting a really ugly performance. Um, I don't like how many injuries are on the Steelers uh, injury report. Um, a lot of offensive players too, particularly um, they've got two O linemen, um, Ebron, Deontay Johnson, Juju, um, it's funny. It says Derek Watt is a running back. Um, oh, I guess that's the yes, other Watt brother. That's back. oh, that's the, yeah, that's the Watt brother. I was thinking that was TJ Watt. Um, but so I don't know. I'm I'm expecting I, I'm expecting an ugly game, and I'm expecting the Ravens not to be able to have be clicking off the bye as as we would expect. Um, I would expect their offense to turn it around at some point. I just don't think this is the game. Um, they do play the Colts next week as well, which also isn't really a, a good spot. I don't know. It's, it's going to be a good game. So you say that Lamar Jackson's taking a, like a big step back. And I, I, I'm like, I agree. Cause he was just so dumb. Even as a passer, he was dominant last year, but his QBR is only down six points. It went from 82 to set or excuse me, five, 82 to 77. So that, like, that's not a huge difference. It's still a, in a very, very good quarterback. It is, yeah, but and, and he had much better rushing ability last season as well. Um, I mean, yeah, he, but that's why was... I think this buy buy is great for him because it gives him time to rest and get, uh, get a little bit healthier. Mm-hmm. You you disagree? No, no, I agree. No, the, the bye week should 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 help quite a bit, especially because he was dealing with a knee injury. Um, I don't know. I like these Steelers. I, I do too. That like, and I'm not. Th- this is just. A lean. I'm just trying to play a little devil's advocate. I, I actually like, as it stands this year, I'm far more impressed with the Steelers than I am the Ravens. And like, if they beat the hell out of the Titans, like they should have last week. I mean, they were up 27-7 at halftime. Like, if let's say they finished yeah, this they game got sloppy. Up, yeah, like, I don't they didn't know what, play a full game. It's like they were trying to coast to victory. They thought the game was over. 
Um, but if they could put a full four, four quarters like they did in the first half last week, I mean, this is the best team in football. I mean, this, well, that's, that, why you, that's why you play four quarters. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> game isn't over <laughs> at the end of the first half. Uh, but they, they were very sloppy. I don't know. They turned the ball over three times. Um, it's, it's not going to cut against the Ravens. Um, I'm excited, though. I'm really excited. Yeah, this is going to be a good game. I hope it's a good game. If it's a blowout, it's going to suck. But that won't matter because we'll also have the Saints at the Bears. Um, the Bears are – that was a really bad segue. I apologize. Game of the week. Uh, yeah, game of the week. No, game of the week. Charges up Broncos. Um, Saints at Bears. Bears getting four and a half points at home and the total sitting at 43 and a half. I will start. I like the Saints. Um, first thing that – first of all, Michael Thomas practiced today, which is very big. I Honestly – I don't even care if he plays. That's a huge plus. If he doesn't is that we're going to see the same saints that we've been seeing. In my opinion, I think that the saints are undervalued. Um, Drew Brees has looked sharper as of late as, as a saints fan and a critic of the saints. Um, I, I still want to see Jameis, but I mean, Drew Brees, he is actually, he's like been incredibly accurate. He's hitting his throws. And I mean, he still can't throw the ball more than like 20 yards in the air, really, but that's what he's been in the last five years, so it's no big difference. Um, while the Bears do have an elite pass defense, their offense is horrible, horrible, like, oof, so bad. And I think this is a big spot for the Saints defense to kind of step up. Their rush defense has still been very good, um, which – if Nick Foles is getting a bunch of third and longs like they did last week, I think that's going to put their defense in a good spot. One more. Uh, the last thing I'm going to mention is Khalil Mack and Allen Robinson both did not practice this week, which Khalil Mack, I was not aware of any injury in the last game. So it might just kind of be a rest, but Allen Robinson is in concussion protocol. And I, and I don't know if he's going to play this week. I think he cleared concussion protocol. He did. I okay. guess. Oh, really? Damn. I thought it was him or someone else. I was just watching. They said, I can't remember. I'll look it up. Uh, I'll piggyback on Chaz here. I also like the Saints. Uh, this this isn't really a play on the Saints for me because I haven't been super impressed with them. This is more of a fade of the Bears. And I think they've just looked incredibly bad. And like They were exposed last week against a good defense. And I think the Saints, if they load the box, they'll be able to stop uh, Bulls and company. I'm also looking at the weather right now. And I'm seeing Windy. over 20 mile per hour winds all day. Yep. So I, I think, uh, I actually, I don't know if that really hurts the Saints because their offense is a lot of underneath passes and running the ball. And then the Bears, are, I think they're going to try to establish the run too. So I think this would be a pretty low scoring game. Low total, so there's nothing there. But I do think the Saints will be able to control the game. Yeah, you would think that the wind would make you afraid, just breeze outside of the dome. Um with his arm he can't really throw deep but at the same time they target underneath routes they target Kamara short um I trust the whole Saints a whole lot more to try to establish a run game than the Bears who rank 29th um in rush offense I just don't see the the Bears scoring um the Saints biggest issue is their pass defense Nick Foles won't be able to take advantage of this if Allen Robinson is out I think I think that's huge especially because Robinson he had 10 catches last year against the Saints um this offense wasn't made any better when um, I forget who said it on the Monday night crew, but um, Foles pretty much just calling out Matt Nagy saying um, that sometimes Foles knows when the play's wrong and that he's not going to have enough time. Um, that's not the best look and not the best thing to say on Monday night football. 
Um, the Rams succeeded last week through unique run plays and short passing game. And as we mentioned, uh, that's exactly how the Saints are going to attack you. So the same exact uh, weakness for the Bears last week should succeed for the Saints this week. Um, I was really impressed with the Saints off a of bye. Um, we said that they're known for starting slow and then they're eventually going to get it start clicking. And I kind of saw that last week with their offense. Uh, they completely they didn't even let the Panthers into the game. They only gave the Panthers six possessions, six possessions all game. They outgained them by 140 yards. They had an extra 10 minutes of time of possession. And the Panthers' offense, their their passing their passing offense looked pretty good, but they just didn't have enough time or enough possessions to keep up with the Saints. Uh, I, I Foles does not have the passing ability that uh, Bridgewater does, so I don't see them the Bears moving the ball like the Panthers did last week. Um, I really like the Saints in this spot. If they get Michael Thomas back, possibly Emmanuel Sanders as well, I really like this offense. I'm with you on the under because uh, the Bears are going to score six points and the Saints will probably have 20. So give me the Saints. I like. I really like that pick. I actually, that is... like, I, I think – sorry to cut you off, Chaz. Sure, go ahead. Uh, go if ahead. you can get a Bears team total of under 20 and a half that I'm looking at, same team total as last week for them, I love that. I'm actually yeah. going to bet that right now. Yeah. Shout out Austin. Saint, <laughs> the Saints can uh, run like pretty long drives too. So I th- actually, I, that's a pretty good yep. look. I mean, I, that's, I assume that's what they'll do in a windy game like this. They'll just control yeah. the run. And it's like Nagy, like last week, there was just such strange play calls, like fourth and one. Why are they giving the ball to Cordero Patterson out of the backfield? Yeah, I mean, that I was the dumbest thing ever. I, I, it just it made no sense, and it's like that's the type it, of shit. It's like it loses you games, and that was a crucial play in that game. And giving it to the ball into Cordell Patterson's hands is just a strange move. He's a kick returner. Agreed. Not a receiver. He's not a running back. He's a kick returner. Yep. Agreed. Maybe they should try my quarterback. Shit, that's an option. God, Foles and Trubisky. Bring, bring the Wildcat game. back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the Los Angeles mm, can't talk today. The Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Denver to take on the Broncos. Broncos are getting three or three and a half. I don't know the game's off the board. Total, I bet the over at forty-four and a half. I kind of forget what it moved to. I think it might have moved down to forty-four. Um, in terms of the side, I've gone back and forth all week. I kind of lean Chargers at this point. Another one I've gone back and forth on. Uh, forth on. I tried to talk myself into the Broncos, but like when I looked into it more, it it looked like a bunch of um, like all I could find was meaningless stats that didn't really lead me to want to put any money on them. I guess. Then Austin pointed out some uh, D line injuries to me, and it's starting to build up. And I, the Chargers have been seeing offensive linemen that look like they might come back this week. Even if they don't, it's I'm not really holding it against them. It can only be a positive. Um, that being said, uh, I like the over because I just there, I think there's a lot of weapons and big play threats on both sides. Um, it sucks that Philip Lindsay isn't playing, but I also think that both defenses are a little overrated. And um, like the Chargers defense looked horrendous last week, and I think at 44 and a half, that I think I'm I'm getting something pretty nice. I've been, I'm with you. I, I keep going back and forth as well. Um, Charge D did look horrendous against the Jags. They gave up some big plays. Um, but the one thing I will say about the Chargers D is they're pretty opportunistic. Um, they'll take advantage of mistakes. 
And Locke has been known to make his fair share of mistakes. He looked so bad against Kansas City last week. Uh, overthrows like crazy. And I understand it was a snowy game. Um, but they had a chance in that game with their defense really kept trying to keep them into it. Um, but they, their offense just couldn't move the ball at all. Um, their, their injuries are just really starting to accumulate. They lost to D lineman Purnell last week, Purcell last week. Um, they're down four offensive starters um, so far this week. They're all on the injury report. I don't know how much, how many of them play. Um, Charge O-line, as you said, I'm hoping, hoping they get back. I really, I just, I really like these, this passing offense for them. I mean, Herbert is really becoming into something special. Keenan's looking good. Uh, even Guyton is a deep ball threat. Um, I, I, I'm leaning the Chargers way. I like him at three. I, I mean, I like them a lot more at two and a half, but even at three is not the end of the world. Um, the biggest thing is just the same thing. <laughs> the same. Oh, man, did I lose my connection? Am I good? Hello? Yeah, I hear you. All right, good. It's a connection unstable. The, the biggest issue is what it always is, is Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn in a close game. Um we know this game is most likely going to go to the wire divisional uh, opponent. Um, but I'll take the chargers and I'll trust, I'll trust Herbert over drew lock. I'm on the other side here. If it gets to three and a half, like I saw a day or two ago before it got taken down, I think I might actually bet the Broncos. Uh, I just, I don't trust Justin Herbert fully on the road yet, especially his road chalk in a divisional game. And I think I watched a lot of that Bronco game last week and drew lock looked absolutely horrible. But I think the Broncos match up decently well. I'm, I'm really impressed with that defense. They give up 43 points, but that was not because of the defense. Special teams turn a uh, touchdown and a defense touchdown for the Chiefs are the reason they had so many points. But I, I, if I can get a three and a half, I'll probably bet it. It's just a vi- divisional game on the road. I think it'll be pretty close. I kind of lean more to the under than the over here for a total. But I just think it's going to be a really close game. I'd rather have the three and a half than lay the three and a half. Yeah, uh, I, I, I can see that argument. Um, I don't know. I've been impressed with Justin Herbert. He looks great. I think, I mean, b- before we see two, uh, I, I personally think Herbert has looked better than Joe Burrow. I'd agree. Okay. Agreed. And the Jags game last week, I mean, the Chargers kept it close, uh, made it a little too close for any survivor betters. Um, but they had the, they were dominating that, that game. That was me. The first, yeah, me too. They were dominating that game in the first half. Um, they just – it made some plays that just, just completely let him back in it. Um, and that, that, that just kind of stuff just can't happen, but that's the stuff that happens in an Anthony Lynn offense. Um, that's the truth. So I don't know. I'm, they had a blocked punt. Yeah. That's what's changed. It was the beginning of the second half, a block punt touchdown for the Jags. And then they miss a field goal. I mean, that's just the most typical charger stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I really, I really have no big position on either side here. I do think the three and a half is pushing it a little bit too much for the Chargers on the road. All right, enough. We need to move yeah, on. Enough. I feel like we're kind of we're running a bit long. I feel like Dallas Cowboys with Ben DiNucci as quarterback traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles in the best division of football. Eagles laying nine. Total sitting at 43. Um, I'll be quick. I like the uh, Eagles team total over. It's really simple. I think it's 24 and a half, three and a half, four and a half. I'm going to say four and a half because that's what I think it is. I think it's higher than that. Um, what was the question? 
Anyways, Dallas defense, Dallas defense still sucks. <laughs> what is it? It's oh, what is it? I don't it's, know. Well, if you do the math, it's, <laughs> it, that's projecting a 26-17 game. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure I bet it at 24 and a half, so that's what I'm going to go with. Anyways, <laughs> Dallas defense sucks. O-line sucks. And they have a rookie quarterback who I'm expecting to either not get many first downs or commit turnovers, give me the Eagles short fields. Eagles are getting healthier on offense. Give me uh, over 24 and a half points for the Eagles. Uh, I like the Eagles if you can tease down if this drops eight and a half and tease down to two and a half. Uh, I just don't want to be anywhere near the Cowboys. Ben Danucci has a LinkedIn profile. This dude did not think he was going to be playing football on Sunday. <laughs> That's all I need to know about this game. <laughs> I might actually uh, match with them right now just to see if he accepts my, my invitation. That's funny. There's two things. Hey, who knows? There's two things I just love when the NFL does it. The first being when we only have two games for the 1 p.m. slate. I absolutely love it when the NFL does that to us. And the second is when they don't flex games where they have guys like Ben DiNucci starting at Sunday night football. I love it when the NFL does that. I can't believe they've actually given us this game. Well, I think they can't. They, I'm sure they can I think it has to do with like TV contracts. Oh, dude, you got to find a way. This is pathetic. There's literally every other game I'd rather watch than this. Give me Jets Chiefs over fucking Ben DiNucci in prime time. I, I'm give me the Eagles because, oh my God, I hate the Eagles too after last week. I mean, they should have lost to the Giants. Yeah. I think nine points is a lot here. They are getting healthier with Jason Peters and Rager possibly back. Goddard could even be a back. It's a great spot for their offense to get it going, just facing against the bad Dallas defense. But at the same time, like who have the Eagles shown that they should be favored by nine points against anyone? They got extra rest going for them. Uh, Dallas is probably tanking, but, you know, red zone, I saw one play last week, and it was a Ben DiNucci down the sideline pass to Amari Cooper. And you know what? I was impressed with that pass. So, fuck it. Give me Ben DiNucci. I think I've been on the Cowboys every single week, by the way. So, they are 0-7 against the spread. Um, Evening out your Jets. Yeah. (laughs) I want no part of the Cowboys, um, even though I end up might honestly take them and might pick them, just because I think nine is just a lot. Yeah, I, I actually agree with that, but that's why I'm just betting on the Eagles offense to get it's better. Probably, it's probably just going to go up, too. I don't know who's backing the Cowboys. Yeah, maybe, honestly, yeah, I mean, if I, maybe the public has a good day on, like, Sunday and everyone just throws all their winnings on the Eagles, gets to, like, 10 and a half, that actually might yep. be worth a bet. James, anything to add? No, I'm fading the dude with a LinkedIn profile. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. I just sent a, I let, just let me let me know let again. me know if he matches with you. Then we'll know if his uh, yeah. his head is in the right space. He get you you have the option to send uh, send a note because he's private. <laughs> so I said, "Hey man, best of luck this Sunday." But I am betting the Eagles minus nine, so I'll be rooting against you. Don't be afraid to throw throw a few picks or fumble a few times. Hopefully he listens to you. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Hopefully he's checking, in, looking for his next job after Sunday. <laughs> what? Did he say he's like a communications major or something? Or business student management? athlete at James Madison University. Uh, <laughs> contact. He has contact info. Dude, let's call him. Right here on the show? <laughs> that would be genius. <laughs> Special guest. Special guest, Ben DiNucci, starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, man, you think That's... you're going to cover this week? Honestly, <laughs> probably not. Our team's pretty shitty. 
<laughs> We're going off the rails. Let's get to Monday Yes, night. we are. We need to finish. All right. Tampa Bay. I don't see a lineup. Uh, ten and a half is I, last I, got I saw. Okay, good. I saw, I saw 12 and a half. Oh, great. So what well, is I it? I like the Giants, so I'm going to say 12 and a half. Tampa Bay Bucks at the New York Giants. Giants getting 12 and a half points at home. I do not have a number on the total, but I'll be quick. Eileen Giants, I think it's a look ahead for the Bucks, who have the Saints next week. I think I actually think that the Giants have a pretty solid defense. I'm not going to call it good. And they got like talent at every level. Um, and the Bucks are going to score, and I'm assuming they're going to score early. But I think this is going to be ripe for a backdoor with a defense. I think they're going to get they're going to get plenty of stops late in the game when the Bucks are just trying to milk the clock. Give me Danny Dimes to score a late touchdown or get a late field goal or something. Uh, I will not be betting any money on this, but for like I kind of hope the people who take the Bucks and I think this is Austin, I will be rooting against uh, Bucks for Survivors. So go Giants. Yeah, I, I'm taking Bucks for Survivor just because there's no way in hell the Giants are winning this game. Um, but I do. I actually like the Giants to cover. I think it's too many points. Um, and it's, it's a great spot for the Giants. They've got extra rest. They're facing the Bucks, who are on back-to-back roadies. Um, Bucks have a look ahead against a rematch against the Saints next week. So that's definitely going to be circled on their calendar. Um, interesting trend. Giants are 9-3, and three, 75% against the spread since 2015 when they have a rest advantage. I don't know why that is considering how poor of a team they've been in the last five years. But that's, that's an interesting sight because they do have quite the rest advantage just playing on Thursday night. I was actually impressed with their performance Thursday. Um, Daniel Jones showed me a few things, including tripping uh, over his shoelaces for a touchdown. Um, but even then, he, he looked decent. I love the – He's uh, so fast. He, he's actually pretty quick. Uh, Sterling Shepard coming back into the lineup seemed pretty big. They were targeting him quite a bit. Um, honestly, my favorite play here would be the under. Uh, I believe I saw it at 46 before they took, the, took it down. Um, with Godwin down uh, – Godwin out, both these teams played a very slow pace. Um, we know how bad the Giants' offense is. Um, even though I did just say, talk about Jones and Shepard, but the Bucks defense is just too good. They're overpowering and they shouldn't let the Giants score too many points. Um, so I expect a slow pace game where clock's running. Um, just Bucks are just going to try to get out of here. We just, just get the win and get, and get ready for the Saints next week. Um, so I'll take the under and then I'll take Giants plus 11, plus 12 or so and whatever is in the pick them. James? Uh, yeah, I lean to the Giants. I don't really have anything. I think there's value. We talked about last week uh, that Bucks game and the deceiving final against the Raiders. So I think there's some value here in the Giants. Uh, I, and they have extended rest too, four more days. I think that plays a little bit of a role in this. Uh, I think if you like the Giants, you might also like the under as well. That could be kind of correlated. But other than that, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'll play this game. But if I do, it'd be the Giants. Yeah, I was saying at the beginning of the week that I thought the Giants were going to be my best bet this week. Um, then I just kind of disregarded them. Just I just didn't really give it any other thought. But I, if the number gets high enough, yeah. I'm absolutely going to bet the Giants. I really talked myself into this one, actually. 13? Like if we get a 13, I think it's it's fire. Fire away. I like that. All right. You said 13? Uh, yeah, I'm saying if we get a 13. Giants plus 13. Cool. That, that would take some steam to get up there. I just think I mean, Monday like night. 11 and 12 are, and 12 and a half are pretty dead. So yeah. I feel like they're that much. Monday night, everyone's betting. They're going to be betting on the favorite. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I think we could see it. All right. Um, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to follow us at the sharp side pod. James and I will have a, our college football podcast coming out soon. I'm going to try and work on getting out a quick little breakdown, a quick little pick on every single game. Uh, like I did two weeks ago. Couldn't do it last week. can uh, get it in in time. Check out our website, www.the-sharp-side.com. Austin has a great article on there on how to be a better better. Yep. Um, rate, review, subscribe at Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Tweet at us. Um, at the Sharp got, Side Pod. At the Sharp Side Pod. That's right. Uh, DM us. I like. Don't care. You guys. You guys got a take in the game. Hey, you guys think we're way wrong. I want to hear why you think we're we're right. We're way wrong. Um, yeah. We are developing haters. Uh, we'll make a few posts on yeah. Reddit, making a side and who we who we yeah. like and people without even reading the handicap just say fuck you you're wrong so it's like okay but we like it haters haters keep us going and i i had a great one where um a, a guy told me i he was like this is the most biased piece of shit i've ever heard in my life fade this guy granted i was i got very lucky in that game it was it was like indiana but oof, that was a wild game it's the, it's but the like best the, win that guy commented within 30 seconds of me posting it, so felt good. Awesome. Felt awesome. Very to be good. fair, the, the guy writing "fuck you," he probably had a better handicap than you. Just writing "fuck you." Yeah, that's true. Although I and I that handicap was a response to the Browns, so I deserve the uh, "fuck you." <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I think we have to mark this one as explicit. Um. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. Thank Andrew. you. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um. I hope you win all your bets this weekend and let's go win some money, Austin. Let's go win some money. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>